What's up, everybody? Hope you're having a cracking week so far. If you're not, try to get back on it. And I know people struggle sometimes. I struggle sometimes to get back on it if I'm having a bit of a tough week for whatever reason. And um, it's easy to kind of just write the week off, you could say. But um, try not to do that. Try to at least make the rest of your week pretty good. It might not end up a full week, but try to just do what you can to make the rest of the week go pretty smoothly and at least that'll kick start your following week so um yeah look i hope things are going well with people i'm in a pretty good spot um today was good i did about an eight mile run the snow is really shitty here in flagstaff so um it wasn't very nice running outside but i got a six mile run done up above the indoor track nau has a 300 meter indoor track so there's it's probably about a 600 meter loop around the top of the track and i was just doing laps um maybe like a 500 meter loop and i just did as many laps as it took to run four to five minutes and then jumped on the indoor track did some strides just in my heavy trainers there's no need to put on flats or anything so i just did some strides in the heavy trainers and then jump back up for another 15 minutes and then called it a day. So I'm not going to bother. I, I I was thinking about doubling, but look, the plan this week was to keep things pretty, pretty relaxed and not try to jump. Probably if I go for a double tonight, then tomorrow will end up being more than I initially planned. And then the next day I'll end up more than I initially planned. And before you know it, you're at the end of the week and you fucked it up because you got a bit excited on the Tuesday and did a double run but that said it's a good sign that I'm even thinking about doubling it means that my body must be starting to feel pretty good again so that's exciting um I spoke to Haas briefly Haas is back in town for anybody that doesn't know Stephen Haas is my coach he's also my agent which is wicked so he came back into town he I think he came back into town Sunday night no Monday night sorry um so today was his first day back in town um so we we chatted a little bit. We haven't really spoke um that much since Houston. Like I'm I'm pretty self sufficient and I tend to just get on with it. Like we haven't really talked a lot about the training I've been doing over the last week or two. I've probably dropped a few lines just saying, Hey, six mile run went good today and and so he's kinda of there if I have a if I have a difficulty or if I have a problem. But generally speaking, when things are going pretty good, um like I said, I'm pretty self-sufficient, so it's not rocket science what to do for me anyway the week or two after a marathon. It's a case of just getting recovered and getting the body back to a position to be able to train for whatever that next goal would be. So he kind of had an interesting idea today, and that would be kind of just to change. I, I was thinking that I would just do my usual strategy post marathon and maybe do some 10k work and and his his idea was actually just to maybe cut back on the number of sessions I do a week. So ordinarily I do two sessions a week, and then I would usually push the long run a little bit too. So his idea was maybe we cut it back to one session a week, which could be like a Wednesday, and then we look at using the long run maybe as like another part of the week that perhaps I push a little bit but the the point was and the reason behind this was that I'm not a 
I'm not a super high mileage guy. And at the end of the day, like there's not many people that are breaking. First of all, there's not many people breaking two hours, 10 minutes for a marathon period. Never mind breaking two hours, 10. I can't, I don't know what I said. I'm going to go there. Maybe two hours, 20. Um, look, there's not that many people break two hours, 10 minutes for a marathon, let alone guys that run 90 mile a week. So what we're hoping is that by pushing back to one session a week, we, look, we've got time and, and we think we could push the mileage up to maybe like 110 mile a week as my base miles. So you're going to have the two gym sessions in there a week. You're going to have the rehab stuff and then you're going to have plenty of running. And I'm not going to try to do the runs fast or anything like that. It's just going to be, it's just going to be how, how does the body cope with a bit more volume? How does it cope? How does my fitness cope with only doing like one kind of session a week? So it'll be one session a week, but then I'm sure we'll do our usual long run. And in this block, the long run isn't super difficult. So obviously when I'm doing the marathon stuff, my long run is one of my most probably intense and most valuable parts of the program where I pretty much run anything from, I think in the recent buildup from for Houston, I did a 16, an 18, a 21, a 24 and a 24. All, I think that the lights of the 16 and the 18 at the start were probably around 540 per mile average. And then the likes of the 21, 24, 24 towards the end of the program, I was starting to get those down to like like 520 average, 530 average, um, which is really good for, obviously I'm still at a little bit of altitude here. Um, fucking hell, it's a, real, it's a real shitty day here today. It's snowing, still snowing, and there's heaps of snow on the ground, but um, look, I can't complain. I've, I'm luxury, luxury world up here at altitude with not much stress and if the weather's the only thing I'm stressing about, that's not a bad spot to be in. But sorry, yes, what I was saying there was about the training, the new plan, um, trying to push that mileage up. And I, I think like this is this is a good a good point here. If you're if if you're writing up a new plan for a new training plan, and you're thinking about bringing in, you've never done sessions before, you've never done hard workouts before, or you're hoping to add more mileage, add more volume to the training, you can't, you can't just add, 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 right? And even I can't do that. Like if you if you think that you're going to be able to bump the mileage, bump the intensity, or keep the intensity the same, and and not struggle or not have a bit of a breakdown or something not cave, you know, it, chances are something's going to give in. And if I kept my intensity the same, so I, if I kept my Tuesday session in place, my Friday session in place, my progressive long run on a Sunday and added in maybe like 15 to 20 miles a week more minimum, we're hoping to hit sort of 110 to 120. If I added all of that in in one go, chances are I might get hurt. So we're obviously not going to do that, but we do we do see value in maybe the next breakthrough will come from being able to handle the kind of volume that I think most elite marathon runners are doing, which is probably upwards of 120, but actually some are doing 120, 130, et cetera, et cetera. But we, we'll, Rome wasn't built in a day and all that, so we'll, we'll do what we can in this next six weeks, eight weeks. I think I'm still going to need, I mean... Probably next week we'll look 
like a much healthier week of tree. And then I think this week's still going to be very, just very basic. Um, and, and still trying to get the body back to a hundred percent and ready to train again. So now nah, that's where we're at. It's, it's a bit, like I just said, it's a bit snowy, a bit shitty here. Um, but yeah, talking plans, that was pretty cool. My strength stuff is, is looking good. Like I, I, it's one of the things I thought of, I was having an Epsom bath there and, um, I remember when I was a kid and probably like 17, 18, all the way through to 24. And anytime I had little bits of tightnesses or what felt like tightnesses or pulling and my body didn't feel like perfect, I just used to self-treat all the time, way, way, way too much. I mean, I had dug in at everything. It could be the night before a race. And, and it has really been a massive turnaround over the last six months that I have kind of moved away from I haven't moved away from treatment but I've moved away from depending on treatment and now my first protocol is strengthening so if 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 a part of my body is breaking down and and similar to yours if 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 you're training and you're noticing the same patterns with calf quad glute hamstring etc etc whatever it may be it means that you've got a weakness and it means that you're you're overloading that one area of your body or multiple calf hamstring calf and quad etc etc and if you're overloading that one area if you you can self-treat you can go to a masseuse and you can get treatment but if you don't if you never put a if you never make strengthening a priority you're never going to be able to treat in any more than you do currently and that's and that's really important like that's that's like that's a really new thing for me, like, which sounds amazing. Like I'm, I'm 30 years of age and a um, international runner and doing as well as I am, but I've only started strengthening stuff. Um, until now, I've, I've pretty much relied on physio and massage, and, and maybe that's why my mileage is a bit lower because I've neglected that strengthening for, for such a long period of time that when I do seem to bump the mileage up a little bit, like little pop problems will pop up and they're never big problems but there's always just little things pop up and then i and then i think to myself oh shit like i better back off and and actually one of those problems that's another thing i should talk about today um and something that i'll probably go into a bit more detail about i just want to wait until my nutritionist replies but I've, i'm emailing my nutritionist because i i got three sinus infections in the last build-up and I kind of thought it might have been travel and things like this. And but when I was having conversations with the team at home back in Northern Ireland, one of the one of the things that was brought up was my nutrition, my diet. Um, and I think I've told you guys before. Some days my diet's really really good. Other days it's really shitty. Um, not not necessarily shitty. Like I think the calorie intake is there, but I don't think the calories that I am like digesting or whatever you want to call it. I don't think they're as good as they could be. Um, I don't think the timing is as good as it could be. And so if you're ever struggling, I, I so combine two things. Some nights I really could not be bothered going for a double run and I was getting little infections. So when you're talking about a highly, highly motivated person and I can't be bothered going for a double run and I'm starting to get little illnesses, th this is all the things, like when I average 90 mile a week, it's not always through choice. I would love to run 100, 105, 110, whatever. But 
in most of my recent build-ups, something has went wrong. There's been like a little calf problem or like I said, the sinus infections. There's always been a little thing holding me back. And so my the goal, I, I've sort of talked about goals a little bit. I've talked about trying to, in four months time, put myself in a better position than I am right now to train for a marathon. And so if Haas thinks that bumping that mileage is important, he can set he can set training and intensity that should allow me to handle more training. But it's up to me to put everything else in place. So I'm going to bump the mileage up a little bit. It's going to go up to figures that I haven't ran since probably 2016. And in 2016, when I ran these kind of figures, I got a quad tear. So it's important that I look after my shit. And what I can do is I can improve my nutrition from the last buildup. So if I improve my nutrition, that might allow for 10 miles a week more without any consequences. If I improve my strength training, which I'm doing, as you all know, on an ongoing basis, that's, that's something I've been working on for a while now. So if I'm slightly stronger, if my nutrition is slightly better, I'm going to find it really difficult to improve my recovery because you guys, I've talked to you about my recovery. It's on point. Um, every single day, there's usually an Epsom bath. When I come out of the Epsom bath, I'm straight into the Normatex once I cool down a little bit. And if you're wondering why I do that every day, well, essentially, I don't think the benefits wear off. I don't think your body acclimatizes the Epsom baths. Like I, I mean, if, if they do, can somebody tell me? But I'm pretty sure if, if that's going to help my recovery, why would I not have a nice hot Epsom bath every single day? It's, it's, it's relatively cheap um, to buy Epsom salts. It's not too bad at all. Um, and I just think it heats the muscles up, gets the blood flowing a little bit. And then once I jump in the Normatex, well, they complement what the Epsom bath was doing. So that's, that's, that's the kind of shit I can take care of. And, and for you too, like if you're, I, there, there's a, there's an old saying and it's kind of like, you know, the whole idea, like the harder you train, the better you'll be, but also like train hard, recover harder. And so Hassel set this program and I've told you guys that I'm, I'm, I am absolutely going to buy in a hundred percent, which I've never really done before with any coach probably. Um, I've usually been a little bit preoccupied with setting my own stuff and thinking I know best and all this kind of crap. But um, Lucas has done a really sick job. Um, he's starting to know me, know me really well. And um, I actually think there was a point of this recent build-up that he asked me to go to one a certain road that we train on. It's called Beaver Creek, and it's like a it's like a relatively hilly dirt road. You can you if you listen to my podcast, you know that I do not like hills, and I certainly don't like dirt roads when I'd rather just go to a flat, hard surface. And and he was actually, I think he was out in a theater or whatever. He was doing whatever he does, and um, he was, I think he was, I think he was away. But anyway, he was he was out with his girl, and um, he better that I wouldn't go <laughs> to the dirt road any better than I would go to like the flat road loop. And 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 look, guys, like. I think it's it's really great when a coach gets the know knows you and stuff, but at the same time, like I think I do think he knows what he's doing. I really think he knows what he's doing. I, I've hit a lot of 
PBs over the last year and a half, and that's that's a lot to do with my hard work ethic, and I'm not going to like not give myself credit for these breakthroughs. But at the same time, I'm not going to take credit away from Haas. Like, and I think if I bought into what he was doing, um, my result would have been even better at Houston. And so that's kind of like a – it's not a hard pill to swallow. It is what it is. But I'm, I'm certainly going to invest more into that trust and just like – it'll be the first time in my life, essentially, if I, if I really stick to it that I've put all my faith in the coach and just give it a go and see where that goes. Um, and then if it doesn't work out, I can just beat him up and say, why'd you mess that up, buddy? I'm just kidding. Um, but yeah, look, it's going to be an exciting time. I told you we're going to bump the mileage a bit. I told you that I'm going to take care of business. And I'll, I'll I mean, once, once I hear back from the nutritionist, I'm going to share with you guys what she suggests. I think last time it was really encouraging timing of eating and bulking bulking my food around the heavier training so i mean i was kind of talking to this to my girlfriend a little bit about this and i was saying like you know monday monday is a really it's just a really intense day because it's not it's not the intensity of the training but if you're going to run maybe nine to ten miles in the morning and then you're going to do anything from five to six miles that night and then you're going to probably go to the gym um, and do the gym stuff on top of what you've already done that whole day. I mean, I I might be burning, what would that be, 1,000, 1,200, let's say 800, 2,000, 3,000, probably 3,000 calories that day. And at the end of the day, you gotta you got to refuel. So those calories need to be fueled. Um, and if I'm not if I'm not taking care of my shit and I'm not eating enough or um, I'm not looking after my recovery, well then that's when I'm gonna break down and get hurt. So it's not I I always and I've been encouraging so much to like plan and and add five things in that it's gonna help you be better and all this kind of crap. But you can't. It's not a one way street. If you're gonna add these things in, you've got to add in five reasons why you're not gonna get hurt. And my friend contacted me the other day and he said, you know, he's been guilted into doing the Belfast Marathon. And, and I wrote back guilted, mate, this is the best news ever. Like, you're going to love it and you're going to get really excited and you get to run a marathon. It's absolutely fantastic. Um, anyway, when I was replying to him and he, he was asking me tips on like, you know, like, first of all, there was a couple of things. He asked me, um, what is a cheap watch that he could buy? And and I didn't even mention a watch, right? So I write the whole email and, and, and I, I was writing back to him and I was giving him tips and I was saying, look, your biggest problem is going to be if you get hurt, right? That's what you got to avoid at all costs because at the minute he's only doing like a three-mile run and he said it was really tiring him out. So I sort of suggested, look, week one needs to be two to three-mile runs, nothing more, just get a week done. Get the ball rolling, right? Get get a bit of momentum going Um Week two, same as week one. Don't even even if you only have twelve to thirteen weeks before your marathon, don't don't like start the don't start to push too fast because honestly, the second that you're injured, you might lose more weeks than it was worth pushing things that first week, and that's a fact. Um, so avoid injury at all costs. 
And then I sort of said, you know, like you can start to progress things probably week three, but keep it the same week four. If you can handle week three and four, maybe you can progress things week five and you get the picture. That's where it went. I sort of said what you're going to try to do over the next 12 weeks, I think it is that he had until Belfast is generally progress your fitness and generally progress your body's ability to handle the pounding on the road. And that's a separate issue. Um, and then I also talked about fueling. I talked about running fasted. So if he, at the end of the day, I think there's, there's a couple of different ways to get your body better equipped at burning fats. Um, this is not according to me. This is according to Alan's story. When I asked him, he said one way is via high mileage. So if you're running high mileage and I mean like probably 95 to 140 mile a week high mileage not like 70 or 80 miles a week and basically what happens when you're running that sort of mileage is that it's very difficult to cover the calorie intake of an athlete running 130 mile a week and maybe doing gym twice a week um so as a result of that you end up running a lot of your training you're not doing it purposely depleted but but actually a lot of the stuff you're going to be doing is depleted because of the high volume another way is to do um your like your depleted runs um and again i think it's just when you're coming from a fasted state i don't think i never think we're completely fasted this is just my opinion but i have to say whenever i used to do physiology it wasn't really testing but whenever i would do lab runs um I always find that if I didn't have breakfast, it took slightly longer for glycogen to become available. So I would always feel a bit shit in the first, like maybe like I was doing four times 10 minutes of tempo, for example. And in the, in the first two reps, I would always feel, sorry, I'm putting away the dishwasher stuff. So bear with me. But anyway, in the first two sets, I might always feel like a little bit shitty. And then the physiologist would literally be able to tell, he'd be like, if your glycogen doesn't come up, in this next in this next rep i'm pulling you off the treadmill and i'm thinking have a laugh um anyway like it, it would come up um and and i genuinely think that if you're doing fasted runs i don't think we're ever completely depleted that's what i'm suggesting so i think at some point even during a depleted run unless you have unless you have fasted carbohydrates for probably three days and not only have you fasted carbohydrates for three days, you've trained very intensely for three days, i.e. you've done fast reps on the track, you've done a heavy gym session, and then you've gone out the next day and you've done fast reps on the track again. That's, that's the kind of three-day three training that would deplete your carbs in your system. By, by simply skipping carbs for maybe your dinner the night before your long run and then not having breakfast. If you think you're doing a depleted run, you're absolutely not. You're, you're doing a run on a growling belly because you didn't have breakfast, but it's not, it's not really a fasted run. At least I don't think it is anyway. If you want to argue with me about that, absolutely feel free to do that. I'm not going to argue with you. I'm not a nutritionist, but I'm just telling you how it is. I truly believe the body has plenty of glycogen in the system. Like it, it, it does. You, you at dinner for five nights in a row, you probably at lunch, breakfast, blah, blah, blah. You have glycogen and carbohydrates in your system. The time when you don't is probably when you're at the finish line of a marathon.
Um, so what I was getting at there was by me telling him to do more, I think for the first part of a fasted run, you teach your body to burn the fats instead of, instead of um, carbohydrates. And I think that's great. So that'll probably help. But the big thing was, and the reason I told you, and I, I really rambled there and I went off topic, but the, the, the main thing was, as I said, look, buddy, don't get injured, right? And, and that should be the same for everybody. And I know it sounds super obvious, but it really is. You have to be, the second that you get injured, like you're, you just miss training it. So put it this way, if, you, if I try to bump my mileage to 110 mile a week, what's that, 15 miles, 10 to 15 miles a week more than I have been doing. So that's absolutely fine, great, 10 to 15 miles a week. What if I get injured and miss one week of training and my normal week is 90? Think how many 15s it takes to add up to 90. That's why you don't get hurt. Because the second you're hurt, it was a waste of time. Five weeks at 110 miles a week, 15 miles more, five times 10 is 50, five times five, 25, 75 miles. It would take me six weeks at 110 mile a week before I would make up for one week if I, if I, if I got hurt. And what if you get hurt for two weeks, three weeks? You get the point. So I, I always encourage, if you, can, if you can add more training, brilliant. But if you can add more recovery techniques, better nutrition, S&C stuff to help prevent injuries, absolutely get on that too. So that's what you're going to take away from today. Um, if you're thinking about adding in more training, how could you recover better? How could you add in more recovery? What about just running on a softer surface? What about mixing up the surfaces you run on? If all you do is road, maybe you should look at doing some trail running, some forest running, some grass fields, etc., etc. There is heaps of ways, but it's really, really important that you make it a priority to recover better than you used to to make sure that you do not get injured. So there you go. That's, that's my two cents for today. I'm going to work on my nutrition. I'm going to... What am I doing? I also just ordered... Um, via the Under Armour website. Um, so, um, we have like a recovery tracksuit that is out nowadays. Um, so I told you guys about the recovery tights, but we also have like a recovery tracksuit. Um, and I'm like, I mean, I'm, I'm really, it's very difficult for me to improve things because I told you I already use the Epsom Bass, I already use the Normatex, I already get massage once or twice a week. And like it, it I mean, Jesus, how do I, how do I add to that? You know what I mean? So, but I ordered these, the Under Armour recovery tracksuit, and I'm going to start wearing it um, to and from training, which sometimes is actually quite a lot because if we drive an hour down the mountain and then I'm standing around, well, maybe that's an extra, I don't know, 10 hours a week that I'm going to be wearing the recovery gear that I otherwise wouldn't. Um, same as when I travel. I'm going to wear the recovery tracksuit um, and the recovery tracksuit is basically the same as the sleepwear. Um, whatever the pattern is and the technology in it, it's supposed to encourage better blood flow, more blood flow. Um, look, I, I love it. So if I can if I can get something and just by wearing it, it might help me recover a bit better. I'm, I'm all for that. But it's very difficult for me to improve my recovery techniques because I've already really probably maximized that. But it's it's phenomenal to me. That my, if I were to rate my um, recovery techniques out of 10, 
I would probably put it at a nine. Like, I mean, I am all over it between the Normatex, the, vib- the vibrating foam roller, the stretching, the rehab, the activation stuff. I mean, that's, that's really progressing to a very high level. If I were to rate my nutrition out of 10, probably four, three or four. So look, I have a huge area there that I need to work on and fast because you don't run 120 mile a week and train for a world championships without everything else being in order. So boom, have a good day. Um, Sorry for rambling. I know some days I ramble, but I did tell you guys, this is documenting. This is less about, I can't possibly think of a new topic and an amazing enlightenment podcast every single day. It would be absolutely impossible. Um, So I tend to just tell you guys what's going on that day with me, what I'm trying to work on and hoping that I can pass something down the line and maybe something that I say within all of this, maybe two minutes of today's podcast will be valuable, but that's all you need. And if that makes a single difference to your week and that means you train a little bit better that week, that's absolutely fantastic. You might end up getting a PB in eight weeks time because you made a tiny, tiny difference because of two minutes of a podcast. But there you go, guys. Look, have a cracking day. Have a cracking rest of the week. I'm sure I'll catch up. I'm sure I'll chat tomorrow. Peace out.